0: Are you a woman searching for purpose and success? A housewife? Maybe a single mother? You're in the right place. Welcome to Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast with Ms. Lisa Nobles. Activate. Motivate. Inspire.
1: Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast. I am Miss Lisa Nobles, your hostess, and I am so excited to have you join in with me today. And speaking of today, I have some very important guests joining in today for a very special segment entitled Queens of the Round Table and this is episode two of two. This segment is dedicated to all of us as queens. This segment will comprise of women voices in a round table type discussion in which the focus is on a particular topic which we will share our real feelings, our real attitudes, and our beliefs about that topic while incorporating Christian values. Thereby, let's get started. I have two wonderful returning queens who are Crystal Scott as well as Kimberly Garrett, both from different parts of the country with a, a different part of backgrounds. Welcome, 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 ladies, or should I say queens, to the Saturday Speaks Empowerment Podcast Roundtable Discussion for today. Our focus today that we will be sharing and interacting is on abstinence celibacy and singleness so we're going to get ready ready to talk about it but real briefly I would like to ask our guests to start out with a short introduction of themselves and we can start with Crystal first and we'll go over to Miss Kimberly.
2: Hi I'm Crystal Scott and I'm glad to be here and to talk about what we are discussing. Um, I'm really enjoying this moment and I'm really I'm excited about what it's going to do. Hello,
0: my name is Kimberly. I'm thankful to be here. Thank you, Lisa. I'm glad to interact with Crystal again. I am a Christian comedian and playwright. And thoroughly excited to be back on the round table.
1: I am so excited that you guys are excited to be on the round table. And I just know we had such an energetic and purposeful prayer before we started, which Miss Kimberly Uh, She initiated that, and I tell you what, Crystal and I, we were laughing because we thought we were in church for a second because it was so powerful, it left us all feeling very full. So we are definitely ready to share with you, our audience. So let's get ready to, let's talk about it, and again, our subject is abstaining, celibate, celibacy, and single. So Queens, in part one, the discussion had really deepened. And we talked about a lot of media information. And quickly, Crystal, you made some interesting and Christian fundamental fundamental remarks concerning the importance of abstinence, and or, uh, uh, abstaining, and waiting. Namely, abstaining for you and your, lane, your learnings included you know, it helped you to be free from worries, you were happier, you you were left feeling not weighed down. You handled issues differently because you, and now you feel more confident and self-assured. God re- re- revealed, revealed to you that before abstaining, you were a little bit captive in a part of your life, which we all can identify with. Your relationship with God has been strengthened. Not only that, you it is deeper and you are more focused. People turned their back on you during this transition and this journey where you felt isolated for, back, for lack of a better term but, you term. but yet, Crystal, what I really can appreciate is that you made it through victoriously. You are a survivor. And in that process of time, you also had a beautiful child. And thereby, it became even more relevant to turn your back on everything or anyone else that prevented or hindered your Christian walk, or your reconnection with Christ. Crystal, did you want to add anything else before I move on to to Kimberly's points from our last, and then we'll jump on into our our current subjects? Did I pretty much co- uh, cover what you wanted to to say in that? Segment? Well, actually,
2: you covered. Um, well, you covered everything that was spoke of on um, um, segment one. Um, I just want to add just a little to it. only thing I want to say is um, sometimes when we're sitting in the midst of destruction and um, we're not um, aware of our surroundings, we get lost. The so only thing I want to say and add to that is sometimes we got to focus on our surroundings and our answer is sitting right there. But sometimes when we're not paying attention, we lose the answer.
1: I love that and particularly you know me when we're not paying attention we lose focus and it's so easily which i'm sure you queens can attest to to lose focus because there's so much going on in life our daily responsibilities and of course because you are practicing abstinence and celibacy and you're single it doesn't negate the fact that you probably do desire to meet the man of your dreams so thank you for that crystal so kimberly which she had a similar experiences, yet a little different examples, which consisted of she re- reconnected with her walk with Christ as a newborn spiritual baby, baby, which kept and keeps her grounded concerning abstaining or being or practicing abstinence. She is learning and growing through Christ, especially after finding the right church. For, that she felt comfortable enough in to serve. Kimberly also felt that by practicing celibacy, she became more spiritually as well as physically aware. She embraced self-respect and can actively move through the world from a vulnerable standpoint. Now, I say that from the perspective of meaning, when we are in tune with Christ, we do let our guards down because we want to be open to the kind of love that he presents. Therefore, we radiate that or we transfer that into the world. So that's why I specifically use that in her description. So, and then another thing that both Crystal and specifically Kimberly did speak about in segment one was about sexual activity and how it can be avoided when our minds as well as our hearts are set on Christ and we have to do a little bit of work is really the final point I got from Kimberly testimony is it takes work and if that means that we have to not watch certain programs or listen to certain music then that's what it's going to take in order to stay the course Kimberly, what are your final thoughts on segment one? Did I pretty much present that, or would you like to add anything?
0: You did it. You summarized it wonderfully. Uh, Something else that I did want to uh, very briefly add as well is, uh, you know, we, we do our best. Crystal was very transparent when she told about her struggles and how through the grace of God, she was able to overcome them. And I learned firsthand, you know, we want to give our testimony, you know, the Bible says, we are strengthened through our testimony, you know, telling how God brought us through empowers other saints. And I learned, you know, when I go travel around for my show, when I tell my testimony about when my dad got sick, I had to, I learned that I am telling thousands of people about the most the saddest time of my life and then you know and it, help, mm-hmm. it does help them and you know I pray that it gives them strength if they ever have to endure something terrible or remotely close to it but then when I'm out and about in my daily tasks or chores and then I run into someone who has seen me but of course I don't recognize them because the crowd is typically dull, and they come to me and out of nowhere someone asks about hey your dad blah 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 and it's just you have to be prepared and very thick skinned when they really don't mean any harm, but that's all they know about you. And what I could very well be having a weekday where I'm missing him that day. And here is someone that I have never seen before coming to me talking about something so sensitive. And that's another time when you really have to pull on your strength in the Lord and keep your face like a flint and smile and give encouragement. And yes, God is good. And You know, if they tell you they're going through something and they ask you for prayer and little do you know, I probably shed a few tears on my way to the store because I was missing my dad or whoever. And now here somebody is coming, pulling on me. You have to be just ready, ready and equipped. You have to stay in prayer, have a fast routine because at your weak moments is typically when someone comes pulling on you.
2: I love that.
1: And I'm I, of course, I can speak on something you said earlier, but that part where you said when you're basically when we are at our weakest is when someone comes pulling on us. And I, I love that because at the end of the day, do you, would you agree that that's when God, when, we're, when I speak about vulnerability, that is when God is doing his best work. Would you agree yeah, that that is when God is doing it? Because when we're broken down, God is trying to tell us what can you depend on me? He wants us Mm -hmm. sometimes to be at our lowest so that he can be our strength. I mean, where does it talk about in the Bible? Forgive me. You know, it just came to me. I can't think of the, the particular scripture, but I'm sure you ladies can identify when God tells us to call on him in our weakest moment to lean on him in those times. I mean, would you agree with that, Kimberly? That's the word. I love that. I mean, we're already into it. I I am enjoying this discussion so far. So ladies of the roundtables, I wanted to pose a couple of questions to open up our discussion as we're moving into episode two and having our understanding of the basics of being celibate and waiting, which was in episode one. So I encourage everyone, every member of our audience, if you don't mind, please download episode one, which is the same topic. That then, therefore, as you're listening to episode two, you will have even more clarity on the direction of the conversation of the roundtable. So, number one, and this is posed to either of you, what role does abstaining play in intimate relationships? And this is what encouraged me to want to go into episode two, is because we have so we had so much wealth of knowledge in episode one that I wanted to know how does abstaining what role does that play when you you maybe now you're ready to date? What would you say, and we can go to Crystal first. Um, well,
2: <laughs> dating. Um. Well, right now I'm not doing any dating. Um. I feel as though God don't want me to start dating yet. But one thing I do know is um, it's going to be a challenge with dating because um, dating before I never really well I had to um. Relationships and those two relationships, I never abstain from sex, but so this will be something new to me. So I'm trying to wait until God allows me and let me know when I'm ready to date or restart dating. But, um, but with dating, it's going to be a challenge because you have to make sure that you stay focused on God. And I know sometimes even when you have already opened in that door or walked in that door at one point, it's harder to uh, maintain it. So it's, you have to find new ways to date. Even if it's a tr- struggle, even sitting at home or visiting each other, I guess most likely to just date outside of um the house or you know just do a group setting or just meet outside or try to keep from entertaining that moment that something could happen or just give it or giving me any type of energy um so that's where I would say towards dating. I love that, um, Crystal.
1: Before I give my comments, Kimberly, do you want to weigh in on this, this, this
0: question? I agree with what Crystal said. Don't put yourself in a dangerous situation being, um, uh, behind closed doors with folks. You know, go outside and then, you know, definitely, uh, you know, if you're giving them conversation, they should be happy that they're getting that from a child of the Most High God. You have to, you know, you just let them know. They'll know. That we are all about Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. So if you want a shot, you have to be on that same page. And then when it comes down to sex, that's going to be a big-time indication as to whether they're providing lip service or if they really are on that same page. Because if you're trying to drag me away from Christ, then that's a sign for me to know that I, I pray that I would have the strength at that moment, that first sign, instead of the fifth, sixth, or seventh sign. Um, to go ahead and cut that person off. That
1: is phenomenal. I think that that's important because a lot of times, which we kind of discussed in the previous session, is that when our behaviors are connected, remotely connected to our self-worth, our self-esteem, our self-respect, and we kind of touched upon how even the way we dress or even our young people, how they're dressing and, and what attention, therefore, it's drawing to them. But one of the things that I wanted to point out that Crystal mentioned was staying focused on God, which, of course, you, Kimberly, also are saying that's basically the same thing. But at the same time, you, what I really like, too, is that you're saying you it's a privilege. It's an honor. To not so much that oh we're up here or you're up here and you're better holier than thou, but they, from your perspection, per perspective as a Christian person, it's an honor because we, we serve a high God. So it's a it's a different level of expectations when they're going to engage with you, ladies. It's kind of what I'm hearing. And then what I also like is um, Crystal's authenticity. And she's saying that, yes, you know, before I've only dated twice, but, and I was, it was a challenge before I've had two relationships and no, I, I wasn't abstaining at that time, but because I've learned now I've found value in abstaining. I mean, how many people are really going to go on in the world and say, no, I didn't have it right the first time. So thank you both Mm -hmm. for your honesty and authenticity. So question number two is, do either of you think it could hurt or hinder a relationship? So say you are at a point where you're ready to start dating. And remember, we're speaking to the person who is not even who who's on the basic level. Maybe their faith is not as strong as you both. So think about their challenges when we're answering these. Do either of you think it could hurt or hinder a relationship? Because you've made the choice to actively participating in and being
0: at, uh, abstaining from sex. Kimberly, you can go this first. Is, yeah, me. this is Kimberly. I I think, um you know, since you said, you know, let's talk and be real. Yes. Um, especially for the newborns in Christ. Or if you just think that maybe you want to begin a relationship with Christ. You know, the flesh is <laughs> all over us. Every inch of our body is wrapped up in flesh and nothing good comes from the flesh so if you do fall if you do have sex you know don't beat yourself up over it we talked about conviction in segment one and if you do that don't you know bury your head in the ground and feel like oh no you know i've done the the utmost thing that i can do you pick yourself back up repent go to church you know it's okay god forgives us and just, you know, myself, uh, last Sunday, I went for altar call. I go every time they offer it. I am not too good to go up to the altar. And I much I need from the Lord. And, right. you know, I need to, even today, forgive myself for things God says. You know, I forgave you a long time ago. Stop beating yes. yourself up, daughter. And I just, I need something that I need to work on myself. So if you slip, if your foot does slip it's okay go seek him while he can be found and he will forgive you it's all right just you know the best course of uh showing you are sorry for something is to have a godly sorrow and do your best not to repeat that action and then if you find out that this is something that really troubled your heart and you really don't want to do it again and you're feeling pressure from that man that there is another sign big red flag he probably needs to go
2: uh, well, I completely agree with um, Kimberly when she mentioned about the flesh, because the flesh can rise up at any moment, and it, sometimes it's kind of hard to um, control it, especially in the midst of that and what she said about the flesh, if you do fall at that moment, ask for forgiveness so that's sometimes, we're supposed to ask God to forgive us daily anyway, just in case there's something that we have done that was unknowingly, so just if you just forgive every day, because sometimes we can do things within our own minds as well mm-hmm. or we can fantasize mm-hmm. things at, at the same time, so on a daily basis we should ask God, okay God, forgive me if I thought of anything that was not pleasing to you or mm-hmm. uh, forgive me if I um, had the certain urges that you, that I was not supposed to have or well, forgive me, but then this I do agree that um, it can hinder and it definitely can hurt a relationship especially if you're in a relationship where you want to change with the other one don't most likely it will end because of one one in one thing and one is one another and most of the times when you're trying to change yourself especially trying to go on the, the, the right walk with God mm-hmm. it, it will send the main one, which will be on me to hinder you and keep you from trying to go towards where God wants you to be so all that I would say is to pray daily speak God daily. If you don't know how to pray, just say, God, I need your help. Lord, you know what my Bible is. You know what I'm dealing with. Lord, I need your help. I
1: love that. And I thought of two scriptures, um, spent when you were just speaking. And one was when he talks about being unequally yoked. And I think that's a yes. challenge. Yes. That is a challenge in today's society. And I, um, I did a podcast of interview the other day which you know and and we were kind of talking about one of the questions that the guest posed: why is it that she you know helped her man and you know did everything and now that he's on his own two feet now he decided to exit the relationship but this what you just said specifically crystal put me in mind of her concerns when we are unequally yoked it is going to prevent us from having the right type of relationships not just the right type of relationships but what you 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 also included was that you're on two different levels you're on two different pages so of course his intention might be one thing while your intention so you're constantly almost unconsciously fighting against each other and that's where that struggle is coming in so Man, I'm already learning, Queens. You guys are helping enlighten me for something. And then the second point, the second scripture that I thought about when you were discussing, Crystal, was um, that we you said even in your thinking was in Colossians 4.22 when, when the Bible commands us and when it talks about putting off our old self-love. And that is, that's hard. It's challenging, would you ladies agree. It is challenging, oh, yeah. yeah, because Christ says that we have to be crucified with Him, and then at that point we have to say, "Yet not I." We have to, you know, destroy that place. And a part of being crucified with Christ is destroying those evil thoughts and those things that would hinder us. I mean, what do you, I mean? You know, we're going to come up with all types of topics as things are being revealed. I mean, what
0: do you ladies think about that? What I just shared I agree, with you guys—it's a, a mental thing. You know, you got to keep you know, your thoughts, you know, keep yourself on the straight path, and there are times when my mind wanders over to places where I feel that it shouldn't go, and I have to plead the blood of Jesus over myself. Lord, get my mind right, you know, Satan, you have no authority, get out of my mind, and just plead the blood of Jesus, and just like Crystal said, which is fantastic, repent and die daily, you know, uh, repent for things that you did, thought and said since last time you repented things I didn't even know was a sin, you know. And that's in the Bible, too. If you don't know that you're sinning, all these newborns, and when I was in the world, I was doing stuff every day or often. I had no idea I wasn't supposed to do, but you just don't know. People, it's the lack of, the it's, it's the real definition of the word, um, um. That idiot, I think, or um, or something like that, where you right. really don't know what you're doing is wrong. So until you come, until you're taught, then you know what to sin. That's when it gets a little bit deeper, where now you know you're doing wrong, yet you still do it. You know, just go ahead and repent. But it's just a higher accountability at that time. I agree one thousand percent. But you made me
1: think of another scripture. Now I'm going to have to go look it up. <laughs> where, yeah. in, where the Bible, when Christ, when God is talking in the Bible, and He's saying that it was a time where He used to wink at ignorance. So in this at day, age, yeah, yes. So in this day and age, God is not really winking at ignorance anymore, and not in a okay. negative way when we're using idiot or ignorance from that perspective. Right. But at the same time, He is saying that He is still going to hold us accountable. To your very second part of your point. Um, Before we go to break, real quickly, Crystal, did you want to hone in or tune or share anything on this part of the discussion before we go to break? Yes, I just agree with Kimberly
2: when she was stating about um, on ourselves because, like I stated before, um, we don't know when we are sinning and, um, and then when God, when the devil gets in our, in our mind, he would manipulate us in ways to make it justify our sinning. So just, if we just continue to just keep praying, if we don't even know what we're praying about, just pray and then everything will be alright. Because sometimes when you're praying and you're not even sure God has revealed it to you, because he revealed to me, in ways that I was like, oh, I didn't even know that was wrong. I didn't know I was even doing that. So sometimes he just thought revealing things to you, either it's through a dream or he just might just show it to you or he might just uh, experience that you went through. he just show you that way. Or he might even send a prophet or a to let you know um, what it is and then you just get it right with him. You know, ladies, you
1: guys are going to have me on here all day because I'm telling you, I'm going follow some more scriptures. But as you know, this discussion is Fantastic! I know the audience is really enjoying this this discussion as as much as we are queens. So what I'm going to have us do? I want you guys to stay right there, and guess what? We'll be right back.
2: The Savvy
0: Speaks Empowerment Podcast with Ms. Lisa Nobles. We'll be right back.
2: Back To the show,
0: the Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast with Ms. Lisa Nobles.
1: Queens, audience, podcasters, fellow podcasters, thank you, thank you, thank you for returning. I am so elated, as well as our round table, to have you back. And we're back, and you're listening to the Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast, the segment of Queens of the Round Table. Specifically, we're discussing. discussing Singleness, abstaining, and waiting. So family, if it's okay with you, let's continue the discussion because we are on it and we are having such a fantastic time. So ladies, I'm going to pose to you one, one more question I had for you and, and see what your thoughts on on this is. Do either of you think that abstinence or celibacy plays a role in attracting a loving and dependable mate. Now, just a minute ago, a moment ago, we were talking about being in a relationship with someone. Now I want to know, is that a quality that the opposite, our counterparts would be attracted to in this day and age? Uh, We can start with Crystal this time. Um, Yes, I think
2: that it attracts a mate um, by living a or absent life. The thing about it is it's so hard to distinguish um, between the two because of how the, how society has made sex so open, and it's a, like, it's mandatory that you have to do it, so the only way, I don't want to go take it back, and it might sound cliche to somebody, but at the same time, it's the truth, um, that you have to always go mm-hmm. back to God, you have to pray for your mate, you have to ask God to show your mate, or what I have learned throughout this whole process is, as women, we always, job is to just seek God and seek our head and God and God only. And in the mate, the male is supposed to find us. But when he finds yeah. us, we will know mm-hmm. because we are so deep in God, we will know who he is and God will reveal okay, we know he's the one for me But sometimes at the same time, like I said, it's very, very important to make sure that you stay in the word and stay in God. Because you can also be manipulated by the the enemy with the mate too, which is called a counterfeit. If a counterfeit comes to you, (laughs) it can oppose Mm -hmm. everything that you're looking for, but it's not what it is. You can get mixed up in that, and then you got to start all over. So just the best thing to do is just keep your mind on God, keep your eyes on God, keep your mind in the word to keep and focusing on it so God actually lets you know that is your mate. I love that. Kimberly, you know,
1: you, if you want to go ahead and, and, and uh, share your thoughts, and then of course I'll share mine afterwards.
0: Well, I just need Crystal to stop telling everybody my life story because that (laughs) is exactly, (laughs) my God, I'm like, so put my diary down. (laughs) That is exactly, you know, the last man that I entertained with conversation, Mm -hmm. um, he, you know, he looked like, everything that I prayed for, you know, he grew up in the church. His parents are deep in the church. His siblings are all deep in the church. He knew the word. He knew all the songs, the church musician. He said, you know, knew all the right scriptures. But he didn't go to church. Every Sunday. Hey, how was your church? What you talking about? Oh, um he always it was he fell short every time, you know, he talked the game big time, but He didn't go, and he didn't. You know, which, which, who's your pastor? Oh, um, I used to go. We need used to go. Who's your pastor now? Where do you go to church now? Where, who's feeding you? And it's just like she said. It. They look like they have. You know, it's like acting. You look like this, but are you really the guy? And he wasn't. And I (laughs) ignored all the. Signs, you know God will tell you almost immediately if not immediately and it was like at the end by the time I finally said enough is enough it was like a neon blinking sign no 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 and I was like okay uh-huh. okay I uh-huh. get it but uh yeah it was like the world's greatest acting because it really looked apart like the whole family everybody's in the church he knew all the words and the songs and all yeah this is great but it wasn't he wasn't the one for me and you have to know what you want and mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. have to have a real man of God. And if he's really a man of God, he won't be thinking about things that aren't conducive to the Lord and his work. And he surely won't be attracted to somebody who isn't doing anything conducive. So I know for me, I need someone who puts me to shame and I think I do pretty good with the scripture and I need to look at you like, all right, now I need to learn some more because you know, a little mm-hmm. healthy competition. and. um You know, I need somebody that I feel can minister to me when I'm not feeling good. I need somebody that can, you know, pray over me, you know, and you can't just let everybody lay hands on you. I need to know that you're going to pray and have the right spirit and do all of this, especially down the road where we're cohabitating in the same place. It's very, very serious. Spirits are very real. I
1: agree 1,000%. Um, of course, me, one of my favorite scriptures is Matthew 4 and 4, that mention I live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. And what is the mouth of God? John 1 and 1 tells us that in the beginning was the word, the word was God, the word was with God. And we have to keep our minds stayed on him, right? And then even in Isaiah 26, 3, I looked this one up, the steadfast mind of mind, you will keep in perfect peace. So not only when we are keeping our mind on Christ, but we will also be in perfect peace. Another scripture you right. you made me think about was in Matthew 18, and I can't remember if it starts at one, but if even if you read that whole scripture, or if it starts at verse 17, when it talks about judging and forgiveness, I think a lot of times right. sometimes, and I want to be very careful here, whenever I'm presenting, um, any type of information that I lose the judgmental because when we don't understand what a person's walk is, how can we say, why aren't you going to church? Now we're talking real talk and we're trying to help each other and help others. So right. we got to present right. different perspectives. How can I tell someone your life? Or why? Because at the end of the day did Christ not say go ye in Matthew 25 and I believe it's in verse 28 where go ye and teach men the gospel because why? It is our job to bring them back to who? Christ. It is not our job to bring people back to us to fulfill our ego or our needs but our job is as Christians to fulfill God's pleasure. And I know that's what God was talking about when he said, we are, we, we are, we have a heart of God, but we, we have a zeal for God, but yet we lack the knowledge therein. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about that, people. We have a zeal, but yet we judge our brothers and sisters when we don't do what we think they should be doing. What do you ladies think Mm -hmm. about this? What are your thoughts? Share your
0: thoughts, uh, Crystal. I agree. Oh, or Kimberly, it doesn't matter. No, I agree. I agree um you know we are not supposed to judge each other at all, but uh what we can do is be be very good fruit inspectors. You know, the word says we are known by the fruit that we bear. So if I don't know you and your personal walk, I right. can see how your light shines whenever I do interact with you and you really don't have to go into very deep long discussions. To get a sense of where someone is, if they're really, really, you know, working for the Lord and for his glory, right. or if there's a kind of different agenda there. Exactly. You, you're absolutely right.
1: Crystal, what what did you want to weigh in on this part of the
2: discussion? I agree, but judging someone really doesn't help someone come to Christ, actually cause them to feel more away, more further away. So our approach here could be in a different way, or like you just come up to someone and say, you know, uh God loves you, even as that. There's no judgment, there's no preaching, there's no scripture, you just say God loves you. And you keep telling somebody that one day you might want to be interested in why God loves me. Then that's a door open where you can start ministering more and more. Sometimes you got to go little by little. Become in a judgment state is more come at the aggressiveness, and if it comes aggressive, they, they get feared and they want to run away from it more to come to it because God is peace, God is love. And yes. if you come to a, someone with a an approach of peace and love, and then it will we'll draw them in more because most of the time, when you don't have God in your life, you don't have peace, and you really don't have that type of love that you need to experience. So you showing that, show, showing that type of peace and you showing that type of love, it, it pulls people into it. So when it makes them want to learn more, 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 more body, and more and more about it, as they learn more, they start gradually starting to feel peace. And then it causes them to get more further forward and more deeper and deeper into it. And that will really draws people into Christ. And that's what draws people into the word and want to learn more. Like if something that's good to you and it feels good to you, you might okay. Let me find out more about this because this is a new field that I've never experienced before. So all that I want to say is, this judgment will hinder and will not bring the body to Christ. I love that.
1: And of course, when you were speaking, I thought about Philippians 4-7 and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. And I, because I did quote that scripture earlier, I want to make sure who's all listening, you can go to Romans 10 and 2 where it says for Where it says for I testify about them. That they are zealous for God. But not on the basis of knowledge. And that's the NIV. And then my other scripture was Isaiah 26.3. Which I read off to you ladies a little bit earlier. So thank you for weighing in on these concepts. I love this. We're going in the right direction. So let's kind of talk about. Do you ladies have any other questions. Or comments about being single. And celibate. And Waiting on your mate and your relationship with God, because I know, Kimberly, one of the things that I've noticed here was that, you know, the man that you did think would have been a potential spiritual mate, but at the same time, he was not the person that you thought he was, and he was in the church, or or he had religious beliefs. So did you want it? what mm-hmm. about to the single woman who is in this same predicament, but yet she's lonely? She has low self-esteem oh, yes. and she wants to fill that void quickly.
0: What would you, uh, say? you know, just like Crystal said, our job is to keep our heart and our mind focused on the Lord. You know, just like Crystal said, the Bible does say a man finds a wife and he finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Let him find you. Um, You know, and, you know, I used to be in a position where I didn't, I was hesitant to pray out loud because I just knew that the things that were so, so close to my heart, the things that I desired the most, I didn't want to speak those things because the enemy grabbed hold of it and now is going to take that great desire or great insecurity and somehow attack with it and i would pray silently pray silently and then you know i'm being taught more and more the power of your spoken word Mm -hmm. especially if Mm -hmm. you're a child of the god speak those things there's power in what we say speak life speak love and then i had to just go ahead and trust and believe in god that i can pray to my father out loud about my greatest desire or my deepest Darkest insecurity and trust that he will protect me and that the enemy does not have the authority to come in and to Be that much of a um a, 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 You know a stumbling stone, you know, mm-hmm, it's his mm-hmm. job to blow up progress But you know God is not gonna let the enemy just come in and bring everything to a screeching stop And exactly. you know our Father is definitely not gonna pull the rug out from under our feet things are gonna happen and just like Crystal said at the top of the other segment, you know, or or maybe Lisa, when you're in the eye of the storm, all Mm -hmm. you see is the storm and everything dark and swirling around you in chaos, but Mm -hmm. also you know, there's a calm there, just stay focused on the Lord and just wait and trust and with my thing that I'm still learning is patience, it will happen, it's all going to work out for your good, I have to constantly, even today remind myself, it's all going to work out for my good, just hang in there, hang in there, study, use that time to study, you know, we both mentioned feeling alienated, use this a long time to grow strong that. in the world, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: No, I love that, Proverbs eighteen twenty two. he who finds a wife finds a good thing and, saying, and uh, uh, obtains favor from the Lord, and another thing I wanted to, I believe it was you, Kimberly, um, so it made me think of this scripture, Ephesians four twenty seven, and do not give the devil a foothold, in essence, don't give place to the devil, which is a common theme that you both are discussing here today, is even when you're saying, watch your thoughts. We don't want to give that devil a foothold. And then Philippians 4 and 7, why? Oh, I think I already said this. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind through Christ, uh, through Christ Jesus. So, in essence, this validates what you, what you ladies are presenting here today. That we can do mm-hmm. it if we keep our minds uh, on God. Now, Crystal, do you have any final thoughts, again, on this subject of wait, being single and waiting and, and remaining celibate for that woman who, I want you to picture and envision a woman who, who has low, low self-esteem, who maybe, I've had a guess, who was in an abusive relationship. So maybe that woman you're speaking to, and she's a single parent, just like you, but maybe she hasn't afforded much, many blessings or deliverance as you. What would you say to her to encourage that lady or that queen?
2: Well, I would say I was that person. Um, Went through depression, um, went through mental abuse, physical abuse, all types of things you can think of I've been through it. And um, one thing I would say is when Kimberly said, be patient and wait on God, You have to wait on God and be patient, especially when it comes down to trying to uh, um, create a uh, covenant with someone, because Mm -hmm. God knows that person in and out. He knows what they're going to do in the future. He knows everything about that person. He knows when they're going to change their mind, whatever. So it's best to wait on God, be patient, stay in God's will. The reason why I said that is because once you stand out in God's will, it's kind of hard for God to really protect you like he want to protect you. It's kind of hard for God to to really speak to you like he want to speak to you, because for one thing... You cannot really hear him when you're outside of his will because you're out of his will. When you're in his will, you can hear him clearly. But so when you say but outside of his will, it's kind of hard to hear. And when he's he trying to warn you about this person, we tend to um, ignore. In my mm-hmm. past relationship, some of the red flags, I ignored it because I wasn't even doing what God wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying that, is it's best to pay attention, stay in God's will wait on God. Be patient. Pray. Do all you had to do that's pertaining towards pleasing God because sometimes when we link ourselves, we create these soul ties and when mm-hmm. we create these soul ties long down the line, it's a lot of stuff you got to deal with. So then now when we leave that relationship, we still dealing with the relationship because all the things that we created, the soul ties we created in our relationship, is still stuck to us. So then now while we try to get rid of all that stuff, we try to pray it off when we deal with being single or being um, lost or we just deal A whole bunch of emotions at one time due to soul ties that we have picked up spirits from that person, and then something that somebody has said in the past. I never understood it, but when they say. That when you have sex with one person, you have sex with all the other persons. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. that's called soul ties, basically, because your spirits are being entwined with the spirits. They don't develop from that person, and they develop do from the spirits. We have to develop from that. So just imagine if you deal with a whole bunch of spirits that that person deal with, with all, with all, with your spirits and those others. It's a lot that you're dealing with. That's why some of the things that's created with. One moment you can think, um, why am I, why am I thinking about suicide when I never thought about suicide before? Yeah. And the reason yeah. why you're thinking about suicide is because that's you that spirit from somebody else. So the point is, wait on God, because you do not have to go through all that stuff. If you pray, wait on God, be patient, be obedient, speak life into yourself, speak encouragement into yourself, you will not have to deal with all that stress and emotions that you have to go through. That's why the point of me being so passionate about it because I do not want nobody to experience what I went through. Even though I have been delivered, even though I went through the victory, even though God has shown me and I'm helping other people, but I'm still battling with certain things because of my disobedience. So all that I want to say and I want to end it with these words, be obedient, Wait on God, be patient, and make sure you always stay in God's will. I tell you Uh, what, I'm telling you right
1: now. We are down to the last final section, and God is seconds, and God has used you. This looks like a number three because you have touched on something, honey, and I am so elated. I am so sorry, everyone. This has been a fantastic show. Who knew that God would be using this segment in such a way? And I am elated to have participated in this show today. I know that someone was touched by this wealth of knowledge. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much to the Savvy Speaks guests, the queens of the round table. Please remember to download episode one as we covered the basics of abstinence, singleness, and waiting. As a reminder, stay tuned for the Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast. Next exciting episode. To find out more, visit IamLisaNobles.com. As a reminder, family, you are a unique Combinations of experiences clothed in purpose, strength, and destiny. I love you for being here today, and I will see you next time right here on the Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast with Miss Lisa Noble. Bye bye.
2: Thanks so much for
0: listening to this episode of Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast with Miss Lisa Nobles Online at I am Lisa Noble.